Ethica America, where we check in and see how America is doing. We are your host, Aaron, and, and that's oh, when you say that's 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 me. I'm Aaron. Yeah, that's you. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> Hopefully, we got to the bottom of that one. That was sticky. So, <laughs> and this is part two of our I don't know how many part episode on parental that's advisory. Least a million, dude. Probably at least. A- Probably. Yeah. Really, we can just do part one of like 800 and everything just plays off parental advisory. Yeah. But with that in mind, um, so what do we, do you want to give everybody a recap of what we, of what we did last week or? Um... Um, last week we talked about how uh, four women were trying to censor music and they did not succeed, but they did succeed in putting parental advisory stickers onto CDs. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, that was kind of their big accomplishment from all that, which was more or less a slap in the face to them, because as we established, um, the PMRC wanted a little bit more control over the entertainment industry, and all they got was that sticker, which kind of became an overnight joke almost. Yeah, it's now a meme. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's on T-shirts and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, uh, I would never wear that T-shirt, but I, I, I might think the person wearing it was edgy. If they were edgy for other reasons, I probably wouldn't think they were edgy. Let's be real here, right? So, yeah. So, um, so sorry, I gotta find my where, um. So they ultimately took that as a slap in the face and okay. So now we can start the next part. So let's fast forward to the year 1992 now. Okay. Right. So video games have been out for some time at this point, but only recently have they've gotten graphically enhanced from their pixelated 16 bit Atari style shapes to something more defined that looked a lot more like a cartoon person that you would, or maybe not, to the degree that like a Saturday morning cartoon looks like, but still you can identify these shapes. Now it's not like the first super Mario brothers where you're just this pixelated blob and you're like, that kind of looks like a person. They're way more defined now. So in addition to that, uh, games had starting to become a lot more violent and gorier. Um, so, but the the whole thing about the gore is that was very much intentional. So, like, video games began selling in higher volumes due to their enhanced graphics, and oftentimes those graphics are what led to higher concert sales. An easy way to illustrate that is, you know, you hit somebody in the face and a little bit of blood flies off, even if it's just a couple of dots that are, you know, yeah. little weird colors or whatever. Right. And if you're Sonic and you get hit, you just lose a bunch of rings. It would be way better if you just lost a ton of blood and rings. What if... oh man that's like hardcore style there like you're talking like i just picture this mafia boss punching somebody right now Mm -hmm. right and he's like ah oh my rings they all flew off because you got me good with the uppercut (laughs) even though that has nothing to do with like why the rings are there i don't know why the guy has this weird accent that shifted twice during that statement either but he does trust me you don't want to mess with guido like (laughs) this is not uh you know but uh yeah wouldn't that be cool though taking that away Oh, well, he's just a made-up mob boss. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a hypothetical dude. But, I mean, for the most part, he's real chill, though. He likes to just smoke cigars and drink wine and talk about money. Oh, wow, he seems nice. Yeah, who wouldn't love Guido? Except for the guys who he's hitting and, you know, all of his rings are falling off. But, 
wouldn't that be cool though if in real life like he didn't shed blood you just lost rings right that you could just pick up off the side of the road like you know you see somebody beef it on a bicycle right and they skin their knee and all these rings go by and you're like i need more rings and you start taking <laughs> off after them and just picking up the rings yeah that'd be that'd be way cooler than like you know yeah instead but... of getting hurt you just drop some stuff and then you just have to go yeah. and pick it up well, I mean, I imagine it still hurts, but like, you know, if you had more rings, it would hurt less. So oh. really sucks is when you run out of rings. Yeah. That's when things get messy. So you got to pay the tax at that point. So That kind of reminds um, me of, uh, do you ever see the movie League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I've tried watching that movie like four times in my life. I don't know what I'm doing wrong because every time it seems interesting and then I just fall asleep. Yeah. Well, there's a character in there that uh, is basically immortal because of this painting. And the, I think the more damage he takes, the oh. more... Uh, Dorian Gray. Yeah, the more messed up. Yeah, it's based off is. of a painting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's actually based off of a... Um, I don't know if the painting is based off of the... It's like a short story mm-hmm. sort of thing, right? Um, but it's it's an interesting interesting read, though. So, and especially how they did the adaptation there, though I admittedly didn't see the whole thing. Though I might have seen the whole thing. If you think, if, am I allowed to watch it in four different parts and call it the whole thing if I'm not entirely sure if I miss bits and pieces in the middle? Yeah, that's fine. Because I've definitely, yeah, okay, fine then. I've watched that movie like once in my life then. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how math works. It's fun. So, yeah. But yeah, and that's, yeah, it's a cool story. Mm-hmm. So, um i'm gonna grab a little bit more water real quick okay um i'm gonna be right back though sure she's happy Oh, my mic's not picking that up, so that's good. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, like I didn't even realize it until just now, but I don't think it's picking it up. I think it was on last time, too. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, I think it's just... I think it's usually always on. Right, yeah, I don't think it's picking it up, because it doesn't register on my mic or at all. Recording right now. Mm-mm. I would do that now. I took the dogs off. Let me get out. So, uh, I'm back. You want me to just jump right in? Yeah, you can just jump right in. Okay. Um. So, as we established, the gore was very much intentional. Um. And video games began selling in higher volumes due to their enhanced graphics. And oftentimes, the, oh, I already read that part. Shit. <laughs> um, anyway, so the, so 
we established that video games, they started getting gorier. It was very much intentional. And the PMRC feeling a little bit defeated and being out of the scene for the last, you know, six, seven years or whatever. Um, they uh, they decided, you know what? No, we don't like this. So um, I wonder, let me look something up real quick because I never actually put this together. When did Al Gore become vice president? Oh, okay. So that, that tracks. Um, so Clinton administration had just become, uh, okay. So we're, we're probably going to have to edit this part out. Okay. Okay. But Clinton administration, they got elected in, in 1992, started office in 1993. All this started sometime in 1992. I don't know what time. So Al Gore was, you know, vice president for the Clinton administration. Right. Mm -hmm. So Tipper Gore is one of these four women. So it kind of makes sense that as Al Gore becomes back into the limelight that, you know, that she's going to be, oh, well, I need to be an advocate again. So that's that's who Tipper Gore reminds me of. So, um, but anyhow, uh, so we established that video games started becoming more violent and that there was a reason behind it. But you got to think about what what happened was. Sorry. You have to think about what was happening behind the scenes. Okay, so the year, as we established, is 1992, okay? Clinton and Al Gore are running for president, and they will end up becoming, you know, president and vice president, respectfully. Um, and that's that's happening in 1992. So, of course, you know, Al Gore married the Tipper Gore, Tipper Gore being one of the lead four faces of this PMRC group, of course, they're going to start advocating for things again now that they're back into the uh, back into the spotlight again. Um, so feeling defeated from, you know, the whole, you know, only getting a parental advisory sticker slapped on the uh, slapped on the labels of albums, they start coming back into the spotlight. Um, so much like the filthy 15 that we talked about, that 15 those 15 songs that um, they would use to demonstrate, oh, well, these are lewd and explicit lyrics and they should not, it should not be allowed that, that sort of thing. Much like that, they had a selected list of video games that they were in particularly not very fond of. So those three video games being night trap, lethal enforcers, and the most famous of the three being mortal Kombat. Pong wasn't on that uh, list. <laughs> no, Pong was Pong was number four, but they felt oh. like uh, the they felt like the blood and Pong was fine. So, <laughs> right. so they they used that one. They they reserved it for special occasions. But uh, Al Gore, there's there's clips of him playing Pong in college, and they didn't want that to come back and you know bite them in the ass. Yeah. So or what yeah. about the paper boy? I mean, he could throw papers at like old women, right? Uh, I don't remember that game. I don't really. I remember it being really hard. Yeah. Well, you know that like for, I can't remember what version of Atari it was, but you know that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a uh, video game for Atari, right? That sounds great. Yeah, I think it was like in 78 or 72 or something like that, right? You play as Leatherface and you walk around with a chainsaw killing, <laughs> killing kids. Nobody had a real issue with video games then. Jeez. But... 
yeah yeah pretty dark right it sounds like a so. like if freddy krueger was a a video game and he could just go into little kids dreams and start murdering kids yeah that's fair i mean wasn't like five years ago wasn't friday the 13th a video game where you're running around i can't remember if you play as jason or if you're running around trying to hide from jason no i don't know yeah i i know it was a video game i just yeah but anyhow so they took uh <laughs> yeah so they didn't take issues with any of those games but night trap lethal enforcers and mortal Kombat, those had to go so you know anything about those games? Because like I had never heard of Night Trap or Lethal Enforcers. No, I I don't know anything about those. I've never heard yeah, of them. I mean, yeah, I mean Mortal Kombat. I mean every '90s kid out there. Oh yeah, that's up, the only one I've. You heard. know, yeah, exactly, right. So Night Trap was a game about. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing a little bit. Night Trap was a game about space vampires invading a slumber party. <laughs> every time I read that, man, like. Like, okay, so the game, it, it played more as like a crappy B-list horror movie where the player sets these traps to prevent these space vampires from killing the girls at a sleepover. Right. I don't know who these guys are or anything like that. Like, it'd be really weird if they were just a bunch of homeless vagabonds just, you know, chilling outside of a sleepover and these space vampires come up and they're like, we won't stand for this, even though, you know, how would they know in the first place sort of thing? They're being creepy. Maybe there is a reason to ban that one. I don't know. I mean, it so. does sound inherently creepy, but yeah. who knows? But yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, lethal. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, if they're banning music because it causes people to um, engage in uh, rape and murder, then maybe uh, yeah. a video game that is about vampires invading slumber parties that maybe there's just a kids are all just going to want to be people are just going to want to become vampires it's going to be twilight all over again yeah except this was before twilight maybe this is really what the original twilight's about i never actually watched it so i did probably I did not watch that movie i watched the first one in theaters yeah was it great <laughs> i you know i've seen worse movies honestly yeah yeah i don't know I forget the, what the woman's name is. Kristen Stewart, I think it is. I just can't stand her. I don't know. What? She's always got that look like she's sniffing shit or something. Like her lips just up and she just got that uh, sort of look on her face. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> is that the woman that's in uh, Twilight? Yeah, it's got to be Chris. Chris oh, wait. Kristen maybe... Stewart? Yeah. I can't um... remember. Because there's another girl that kind of looks like her. That, Or maybe yeah. I don't know. Kristen, it is Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, okay, good. I mean, we're really answering the important questions here. Was Kristen Stewart also in uh, that horror movie where they're under the water? Yes. Oh, she was actually really good in um, whatever that movie was. No, she's gotten really good. She's had a lot of good roles lately. Uh, yeah. Man, what's that movie where she's under the water though? Is it just called underwater? Does she play? It might just be called underwater. <laughs> I think it's just called Underwater. But it was actually really good, so I liked it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Robert Pattinson's in some sort of I, I don't even know what he's up to. I watched something that was made by him, but it was like okay, um, good. He was we answered the mystery. He was in uh I mean he was in that Batman movie, and he was really good at that Batman movie. 
oh, I hated that Batman movie. I just wanted to stab my eyeballs out with a fork because it was the only weapon close enough so that way it would end the misery. That was my... That's probably like one of my favorite Batman movies actually with Robert Patterson. Really? Yeah, I thought it was just <sighs> as good as like The Dark Knight with uh, Heath Ledger. Like I thought he did. Uh... I thought that movie portrayed Batman as a as a detective really well. Heath Ledger was dead when The Dark Knight came out. You're thinking of Christian Bale. Right? Oh, no. You are. Yeah. No, he played the Joker. He died right after that. You're right. Yeah. No, I'm just. Don't mind me. (laughs) It's weird that you didn't like that movie because a lot of people do really like that movie. I couldn't stand it. I don't know. I just wanted to stab my eyeballs out. And my eardrums were next on the list, but I already know I'd have a fork in my hand at that point. So, Well, I mean, movies, video games, and music. It's all a matter of perception. So you can't be right or wrong for liking a movie or not liking a movie. Unless you like Pulp yeah. Fiction, then you're wrong. Oh, man. I'm wrong a lot, then. So. <laughs> I'm probably Pulp the Pulp only Fiction. one that doesn't like Pulp Fiction, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Though, uh, the Reservoir Dogs can go straight to hell. So I did not, I did not enjoy Reservoir Dogs. I can't remember if we mentioned all this in part one. So this is just like another brand. Yeah. Well, I figured, well, I kind of figured that, like, you know, part one would probably get edited down to whatever time frame. And, you know, this would basically be the part two version of the. I forget. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I forget what I left in for part one at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, but either way, you got plenty of material to work with now. You got like four recordings worth. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to throw in, you going. <sighs> <laughs> nope, that one got pitched. <laughs> yep. All right. So we covered what Night Trap is. Um, Lethal Enforcers. Um, it was an arcade game made by Sega. At least originally it was an arcade game made by Sega. Um, the main complaints about this game were that they had a more realistic looking revolver style gun as compared to like something um, oh, like Duck Hunt mm-hmm. where you have that gun that like, I don't know why they gave you just a handgun for going like bird hunting. Like nobody in their right mind is going duck hunting with something that looks like an oversized 22 with like lasers coming out of it. But whatever, um, that was their big complaint was that it, the the gun looked too realistic. But also, in addition to that, they had um, other people like they, they modeled the um, they modeled some of the characters that you were shooting at after like these B and C list actors, so that they looked relatively similar to them. Um, and those were the the big complaints was that you were shooting at people that looked like people that were designed to look like people with a uh, realistic looking gun. Um, but in the game, he plays a cop taking down a major crime organization. Mm-hmm. So um, no real qualms with the plot on that one. Um, but Mortal Kombat was their main focus. Um, for those of you who don't know, two players choose a character and they duel to the death. And it was available on both Nintendo and Sega. But there was a big difference between these two versions. Sega's game had a lot of blood and gore in it with cooler and more violent effects. Whereas the Nintendo version stripped that out. Um, not surprisingly, the Sega version sold more copies because, you know, we were talking about you know, uh, graphically enhancing things. One of the easiest ways to do that is by showing blood and gore, and that sort of thing. I mean, that sells. I mean, I just watched a 10 minute YouTube video of all the fatalities against one character. Yeah. 
It's pretty good. And those, this, well, actually, that character that they're doing the fatalities against was like this android that didn't have blood. It was like this weird liquid that the android. Oh, it was, that's called it, oil. It was smoke. I think the character oh, okay. was. It'd be really cool though if you hit the android and gears just pop out of his head or rings. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, um. Was it smoke? Maybe it was different. I don't. Know. I don't remember. It wasn't smoke. It was that character. Uh, I'm just picturing somebody beating the shit out of a fog machine right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, but anyhow, so it's not surprising why the Sega version sold more copies. And also, in addition to this acclaim, the company that produced the original Mortal Kombat, they spent approximately like ten million dollars marketing the game in 1992 money. So like that's got to be worth like at least ten million and one dollars mm. now. So, but you'd often see the trailers for the gameplay um, in movie theaters. Which I mean, I don't. I mean, I think I've seen maybe one trailer for like a Call of Duty game at a movie theater, but I can't. I can't think of another instance where I've ever seen um, a video game. Um, but I, I I don't go to the movies a lot. Frost, but a video. Yeah. The character's name Frost. Frost Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> is it frost that maybe comes out of his uh, comes out of his nose? Yeah, it was like mouth? some weird white liquid. Uh, maybe it was steam. It's maybe uh, that's what he transcends into is is steam, his alter ego. Frost is a synthetic human. I don't know. I've never heard of frost until yesterday. No, but I changed the subject. No, you're chill, man. So, I don't remember um, what we were talking about before. I was going to say something, but now I can't remember. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's all good. Well, it's it's funny um, because I was just going to do a little bit of a recap on the last episode. So if you remember to back to the beginning, the PMRC, their primary focus was initially to educate and inform parents about this alarming trend in music toward lyrics that are sexually explicit, excessively violent, or glorify the use of drugs and alcohol, as well as to ask the industry to exercise a little bit of self-restraint. But the thing is that Nintendo and Sega, they had already implemented systems to censor their own video game content for their viewers. So as an example, Sega had their own ratings board, mm -hmm. which issued age advisories for their games, um, such as general audience 13 and up and 17 and up. Whereas Nintendo would censor gore and violence for their U.S. audience. They'd also not allow any sort of um, religious stuff to make the cut for any of their video games as well. So, you know, no poking fun at Judaism, Christianity, uh, the flying spaghetti monster. Uh, you know, none of that. Um, but I mean, that makes sense. You want your uh, video games to be for everyone. And if you're poking fun at any specific religion or something, then... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it tracks, it just, you know. I mean, there's nothing. It just sounds like a lawsuit nothing. waiting to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Um, so they're already censoring their games in some sort of way. They're already educating parents, you know. Hey, uh, if your kid's not 13, maybe he shouldn't be playing this game, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so what's the problem then? Like, what are they act actually trying to do? And the answer here, just like last time, is all in that last sentence of that, I don't want to call it a mission statement, but um, all in that 
asking the industry to exercise self-restraint. So they, just like last time, they basically want some form of mild government censorship or some form of censorship to begin with. So that way, all you're playing is Pong all day, every day. Right. It also sounds kind of like a vague of just exercising uh, restraint. Like, what's that even mean? Like, are they going to oh, define yeah, that? Yeah. How? Oh, not really. Oh. I mean, they do a little bit. I mean, but the more you listen to these women, the crazier they get. Like, that's not to say that, like, they're inherently without any point or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they got, they have some good points. But just like everything else, they just, it's just kind of like, like, you got libertarians who are like, fuck this, I don't need no government to tell me how to live my life, mm-hmm. sort of thing, right? right? And they just seem the opposite way, where they're like, oh no, the government should be involved in every aspect of your life. If you're not eating your government-supplied MRE every day, you're not going to grow up to be a healthy big boy, Johnny. And it comes with three lucky strikes. Well, if it's free in supply, then I'll totally eat it. It'll yeah, save I so mean, much money a, a month to not have to <laughs> buy food. They can just send me these uh, government mind control food. Great. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what else will save you a little bit of money there? Oh, what? Switching to Geico. Oh. A 15-minute call could save you 15% or more. And speaking of that, we should probably hear from our sponsors. The products and services that support this show, but not yet. Yeah. 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 I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> so anyhow, so the eventually the PMRC, they just got all riled up and they lobbied all their troops up again. And the congressional hearing was scheduled for December of 1993, right before this busy holiday buying season. Um, so the PMRC stance was to ban all video games. Mm-hmm. Um, in opposition to that were Sega and Nintendo, two companies who were rivals with each other. So, Unlike in the music hearing where the record labels and the artists kind of united with each other because they're not technically in direct competition with each other, right? Right. And they were uniting, coming together, fight a common entity. Sega and Nintendo hated each other. (laughs) So, and they, so they started working separately towards the same goal, goal, as opposed to teaming up against the PMRC in Congress. And to make matters worse, Joe Lieberman, a senator, he's a senator from Connecticut. I remember hearing about him when I was growing up, but he was the one who was heading the uh, regulation subcommittee that oversaw this decision making process. So Lieberman had voted for censoring music in the previous PMRC um, hearing, and he was staunchly against video games in general, stating that if he had it his way, all video games would be banned. Well, that's quite the stance. Yeah. So how do you feel about you books? got this guy? Um, I don't know. He was probably all for book burnings as long as that book wasn't the Bible. So hmm. well, that definitely doesn't yeah. sound like anything that's happening now. Yeah, no, no. We we're we're not a censored society, Aaron, at least not yet. But I mean, soon enough though, like are we publishing this on TikTok in 15 second clips? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Because that would be a waste of time. Um, it would so, be. Yeah. TikTok might go away. Better, but maybe not. Yeah. Well, it's better to post them on my new platform, which I have um, named Knickknack. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, no correlation there. Um, and I, 
N-I-K-N-A-K. Um, uh, but you're allowed to upload up to 20 second clips on Nick. Now. Whoa. I know that is a 33% increase. It is. I think. And that's, I don't know. 33%. I don't, I don't know. What's well, <laughs> I only watch Instagram well, I, reels. Oh man. Now you're, I mean, they've actually updated it. So that way on TikTok, you're allowed to, um, have longer content some of those four minute videos kill me Jeez, so it's a, it's a long video it's a long time yeah it's like i why would why wouldn't i just go to youtube at this point like i don't know that's how i would do it anyhow is you know you have a 30 second clip here's what i'm doing you want to see the finale go over to my youtube channel and but you know <sighs> but anyhow so sega and nintendo they both work separately towards this goal and as a result, um, they uh, there was just a lot of weird stuff that happened during that. Like most of the testimony, um, it was uh, well. I guess we'll have to put that out. But um, so anyhow, so you you got this Joe Lieberman guy who, like, I mean, he's whatever. He's kind of. Um, he was staunchly against video games, mm-hmm. but he realized this was also a First Amendment issue and didn't really want to get the government involved in that. He wanted to come up with he wanted the companies to come up with their own rules for censorship as well as their own ratings board. And he stated that if nothing was done, um, the government would have to step in at that point. So he's being fair about it, at least. He's trying to be non-biased, though. The guy, like, he really doesn't like video games. <laughs> so... <laughs> So the hearing proceeded and there's like a lot of testimony going on. The testimony against video games, it was pretty strong, actually. And it presented this united attack on video games. Now, bear in mind that most of the information that they were suggesting about the effects of video games on children, it was new. But what did exist seemed to suggest that video games were harmful to kids. Now, that said, like, you got to keep in mind who was paying for those studies to happen. Right. It's not like somebody was like, oh, I'm going to do a study on this. In order to do a study on things, you need money and you need a fair amount of money to do it, at least to do it well. And you can from that, you can kind of gather who the backers of those studies might have been. NRA. So probably not the NRA. Maybe. I don't know. Does does the increase in duck hunt sales, does that take away from the sales of real guns? I was thinking. I never actually looked into it. Yeah, I was thinking uh, Dunk Hunt would increase sales of guns because maybe people want to actually go real Dunk Hunting. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. But I don't know. Good point. Yeah, but either way, the NRA probably didn't fund that's any of those studies. So, um, but uh, um, so in opposition to this, as I was mentioning, Sega and Nintendo, they just absolutely hate each other. And they brought that to the trial. Like most of it was just them bickering with each other. And it was just a real sloppy defense. Sega and Nintendo did a better job of bickering than they did at defending video games in general. So Nintendo's lawyer would point out that Sega's night trap on console didn't show their age suggested ratings on there. And Sega would point out that Nintendo didn't have any age suggested ratings at all. And Nintendo would point out that their guns used for games like Duck Hunt didn't resemble a real gun at all. But Sega would say that theirs did, or, you know, the the entire thing was just a shit show. So eventually the hearing ended 
and Lieberman drafted a bill called the Video Games Rating Act of 1994 and told the video game makers that he'd take it to the Senate if they didn't get control of their market, then the government would. Which, I mean, to be fair, like, he just had to listen to, like, two people bicker for, like, I don't even know how long this um, hearing went on for, but I'm going to imagine at least a week. And if you hear two companies, like, the, the whole point is prove that video games can be, you know, proof. Tell us how we can allow video games to keep being a thing. And they're like, well, we can, but Sega can't. You see my point? Yeah. Like that, that was kind of how this whole thing went. Yeah, they probably uh, so, would have done a better job. They just kind of worked together. Yeah, yeah. And just been chill with each other, yeah. you know, the entire time. Like, I mean, that would be ideal, but they didn't do that. So, um, so eventually after this hearing ended and this bill was drafted and Lieberman's like, I'm going to take it to the Senate. If you guys don't like get your shit together, uh, Sega and Nintendo, they started fearing that they'd lose their creative freedoms. And they finally started acting like adults instead of bickering. And they put aside their rivalry and eventually they came out with, um, their own ratings committee for this, like Lieberman wanted to begin with. So, um, and that's they uh, had Xbox was invented. Um, no, we can go with that if you want to, but I don't think so. <laughs> I, I figured that they just uh, worked together and made a baby, and that was Xbox. Oh, but maybe not. Um, because then a Sega yeah. got a Sony. No, Sega went to Nintendo. Oh, Sega, well, actually, Sega might have went to. Sega, I don't. I never actually looked where Sega went to. Yeah. It might have went to Sony initially for like a second, and then Nintendo bought it off of Sony. Owns Sega, but I know, I know Nintendo owns them now. The suspense is killing me. I don't know. Does Google not know? Because Google knows all. Mm, Sega my who currently owns Sega Sammy Holdings still owns so Sega still their own thing oh maybe I'm just thinking of who owns Sonic who owns Sonic the hedgehog (laughs) (laughs) is that your phone Oh, you can hear that? Can hear that's that. my company phone. I can hear that now. Yeah. I put it on a chair. Oh, that's weird. It was vibrating up through the mic then. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who owns Sonic. Nobody knows who owns Sonic or who owns Sega for that matter. Except Sega might still own Sega. It, it doesn't matter. No, but doesn't. eventually they kind of came out with six rules that they agreed upon um, uh, where... Um, they would have a detailed and comprehensive rating system, which we now know today as the ESRB. Um, stickers wouldn't be used to put the rating on the package itself. Um, instead, it would be printed on the package itself, and that printing would include that rating of the video game. Um, the rating board would not be owned by them, but be an independent source and open to the public so people would be able to make suggestions about how it needed to be changed if it ever needed to be changed. Um, Tough sanctions for any company that got a rating using fraud or cheated to get that rating. Um, They'd be placed on 
you know, the offender. Um, there would not be censorship of these games. Um, there'll be a lot of information for consumers, but game makers and artists, um, should and would be protected by the first amendment. Um, and the video game industry will not go back and rate every game that they had made so far. So Texas chainsaw massacre, like not going to get rated. Um, well, maybe a new one if they ever came out with it, but I don't know how well that game would, uh, fly now if you were just running around as a leather face with a chainsaw, just hacking and slashing. I mean, but I'm sure there'd be, that sounds like be... the game, um, what's the game where you're trying to, where you're four people and you're trying to escape a, a horror movie villain? Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight. It kind of sounds like Dead by Daylight. Oh, man. Because, I mean. That sounds like a cool game. It is, actually. Where there's like yeah. a, a serial killer and that usually represents some sort of fictional either Leatherface or um, there's a bunch of them. I think Freddy Krueger might be one. But they did add Freddy on there. Yeah, they added Freddy, Jason. Oh, They're all kind of there. And then you're just trying to escape. And the serial killer is just trying to like put you on hooks. And I don't think they added Jason. I think Jason had his own part as a defense. Oh. Okay. But yeah. I told you that was a video game. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds like a, it's, it's the, I don't know if a leather face is in it where he's just using his chainsaw to hack you up. But oh, man. Oh. Not Okay. Oh, I mean, that's cool. So I don't know. Yeah. But anyhow, so that's how the ESRB rating system started. And it actually got some pretty widespread adoption initially. So you got to think this hearing happened right before the big holiday buying season. So after everything was said and resolved by the next season, like, you know, uh, your bigger retail stores, um, I don't know who was big then. I I think Walmart Kmart to become a yeah. There you go. Yeah, um, probably Value City. I'm not sure if that was a chain though. I think it was a chain. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. It was Circuit City. Oh yeah, Circuit City. I think Best Buy was still yeah. around there too. Were Were they around at that oh, point? Let's look. Best Buy. Uh, well, Best Buy says they're open in 1966, so, but. That's gotta be, like, that's Googleable for later. <laughs> what the fuck were they selling in 1966? Um. I mean, I guess they do do appliances, so Best I guess Buy? that track. Best Buy was originally called Sound of Music. Okay, really? so in 1966 to 1983, the company was called Sound of Music. No. The hills are alive with that, from what I met. Well, at least from what I gathered. So, um, but anyhow, so like the, these larger retail companies, um, probably Best Buy, probably <laughs> uh, Walmart, Kmart, Circuit City. Um, they were all, you know, they would have those. Um, I don't even know what you'd call what them. Where were we Placards. Right uh, we're in like 1993. So, oh no, I'm sorry, 1994. Uh, what were the big retail stores in 94? Walmart. I think Walmart was one of them. I don't know. Google's hard because you get all these. Yeah, I know stores. what you mean. <laughs> yeah. 
what hours are Walmart open for right now? Um, are they are they open nine to nine to seven in your th- your little town well, up I there? I think Walmart closes around eleven o'clock here now. Maybe. Oh, 10. that's bullshit, man. Mm. Yeah, man. They used yeah. to close at like nine though. Yeah. Well, that is a vast improvement then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so anyhow, Walmart. They were definitely selling video games, but they would have these things in between like the video game sections. Maybe, you know, just imagine you got Sega games on your left and then Nintendo games on your right. And in the middle, they'd have like an ESRB thing separating those two displays. So that way you could see, you know, oh, E is for everyone. Um, T is for teen. That sort of thing. Um, And these large chain stores, they would often say, hey, um, I shouldn't say often. They would. They basically put out their own statements saying that they wouldn't sell unrated games. Oh, and that's kind of how the regulation um, started on it. And you can't even really call it regulation because it's once again just an advisory. So you know, no real government censorship came out of this or anything like that. But close call. So yeah, that was close. And. I mean, this is like one example where the government kind of s- stepped in and were and um, actually did a cool yeah, thing. Yeah, they actually were like, no. In two instances. We have to. Yeah, they're like, y'all's being a little bit dramatic here. Like, let's take a step back. We'll put a label on it. And now it's rated R. Yeah. Because, like, I don't, I don't even know what would happen if this uh, issue came into, like, if this came up in today. Uh, what would happen yeah. with the censorship issue? Because I mean, I'm assuming it would it would go the same way where they would be protecting the free speech or um, of the company's right to produce what they want, and the censorship would probably just give a warning. I think they would just go yeah. with what how movies are do that movie system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that certainly makes sense. Um, but I mean, we're <laughs> we're at this weird point right now in life where we're very divisive <laughs> politically. So the left doesn't want to talk to the right, and the right doesn't want to talk to the left. So yeah, I have a hunch that you would end up with some people who are like, "Oh no," uh, you know. I mean, but. I have a hunch that you would end up with people arguing, but both wanting the same thing, just like they do with a lot of things yeah. where the right doesn't want anybody censoring nothing. And the left is like, well, we're not really talking about censoring anybody. We're just talking about slapping this label on there. I don't know. Yeah. That's probably, that sounds about happen. right. Of what would probably happen in just yeah. one, one yeah. would just argue against censoring. But then again, I mean, there's a lot of things where the right wants to censor and. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You got to think about how funny that is. The party that's supposed to stand for independent freedoms doesn't want independent freedoms for for some reason. They have it in their heads that like the left, all they want to do is make more trans people and then have them all become gay. Like, I don't. Like, it's definitely it's like state phase too. So where were we? Um, we were talking. I I had ended the the story. Oh, so think. we're done with the story. Yeah. yeah, we're all done with the story. Yeah. All right. So I I don't know what to talk about now. Do you want to? Do you want to? So, 
the reasoning why they wanted to censor video games was because it was too violent and it was causing people to do bad things is that i mean that's was that their, <laughs> that's what they were that was their point but their in point. reality yeah but in reality it probably had more to do with the fact that it's it's like anytime a new technology gets introduced um people some people will be all for it mm -hmm. right um like the the big advocacy or the big consensus in uh how do i want to put it against this was that video games could be used for teaching by the way so you always have those optimists who are like hey we can use this for cool things right and then you always have those uh people who are like it will be used for pure destruction and the best example i have of that is the nuclear bomb right where yeah. if we harness nuclear energy right then it solves a lot of problems but it can also be used in some very bad ways too yeah. So nothing is ever so black and white. It's always, you see what I'm saying? Right, yeah. I mean, science has its own issues where <laughs> maybe what they're doing is not great. Mm -hmm. But also, science does a lot of great things. So it's a, it's, science is a touchy subject because they yeah. can do, <laughs> they can make a nuclear bomb, nuclear bomb or they can make infinite power. A power plant. Yeah. yeah. But it's your call, America. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to do that will get make the most money for everyone. Oh, it's definitely the bomb part. Yeah, definitely the bomb part. Not even yeah. for everyone. Mostly just no. for whoever wants to bomb. Yeah, for that top one percent. So yeah, I mean, I mean, technically Teslas are kind of that dangerous. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the idea of an electric car, right? Mm -hmm. But like, you got to keep in mind that like those things are just filled with daisy chained lithium ion batteries and i don't know if you've ever seen a lithium ion battery fire aaron but uh They're it's safe. something fun to watch no. safe. you can't put them out with water because they'll burn for like three days like they burn real hot for three days i might add but you the only way to put them out is by smothering them so most of the time they'll just try to feed the fire to get most of it like I guess I don't know that, but I've heard that they'll feed the fire to get it to like burn more rapidly to get it to burn out quicker. Mm -hmm. So that's the form of extinguishing that you get with a lithium ion fire. You just keep burning it until it like goes out because once it's all burnt, it can't burn anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you use all this fuel, it will definitely yeah. die out eventually. I mean, that's at least what I've heard. They've no. probably come out with better systems. I mean, it's possible that they have some sort of AMOT system or something yeah. like that in there now that it detects a fire and it's like, nope, and then just rapid fires off. But mm. I, I don't know. So. But it does seem weird that uh, they would jump to that conclusion that video games are instilling violence in people. Well, I mean... You got to think about it. So, I mean, prior to this, I mean, you have music and you had movies, right? This is like a movie that you can interact with. I mean, you, you remember Night Trap. They were talking about how, like, or the video game concept itself is like, you don't really do a whole lot. You're just placing traps. Like, I mean, it's not even like you're walking around placing mm. traps. You're literally, like, given a picture of a room and then your inventory is down below. And then you can pick an object and then kind of pick what to do with it from what I saw. Like, I mean, so it's really kind of like an interactive movie is what I'm getting at. So you're 
you're more involved in the decision-making process. It's new technology. Of course, people are going to be afraid of it. So, and there's going to be a little bit of this, oh, well, I don't know about this for our kids. Right. Um, and I guess if you are playing a video game, you do have this freedom to do whatever you want in the video game. So if you that's are... That's my favorite part. <laughs> exactly. So if you see a uh, innocent old lady and you want to, um, I don't know, hit her with a car because you're playing a driving game, then... I do can... that every time. <laughs> <laughs> then, then maybe that will make you want to hit old lady in real life with your car but i don't i don't necessarily think that would happen uh if, right if we went on that with that logic then everyone that played grand theft auto would be just ramming into prostitutes with their cars right and everybody who listened to rap music would certainly be going out and pillaging villages constantly yeah and everyone would be getting their drug dealers and getting tons of drugs and going to see lots of prostitutes and then ramming police officers with their car. I mean, that's just not oh, wait. happening. You don't do that? No, I don't do that. I only do that oh. in video games because that's a safe place oh. to harness whatever you want to do in a video game. All right. I found a pen. Yeah. Got to write a note for myself for yeah. later about actions that I need to change. Right. Because... <laughs> Actions have consequences, but there's no consequences in video games. So you can have this freedom to do whatever you want. Do not hit cop car or granny. Okay. Yeah. I wrote it down. I'll know what I mean later. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just put that post-it note in your rear view mirror so you can't <laughs> see behind you, but you can only see oh. in front of you. I put it on my speedometer because oh. I don't actually use that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're probably going to speed limit. I mean, there's like a 10% chance that I might be. <laughs> so, yeah. But also, like, if do people actually believe that violence causes people to do video games cause violence to, i have no idea i mean if any cause people to do violence in real life <laughs> that's that's the question i like how <laughs> i like how google is our guest star this episode <laughs> i mean i did a quick google search and to see whether or not people wrote articles about video games causing violence and right. uh, i only read the headlines of the article titles because that's, <laughs> that's what, all you ever need to read that's really <laughs> all you need that gives you the best idea of what people are thinking because people don't read the articles they're just like all right let's do a google search oh this article says violence is causing kids to do Vi video games are causing kids to do violence and then they just have this idea that yep this is true this is a true fact video games cause kids to do violence but there's also articles that say violence is not caused by video games so now you have this like uh 40 60 percent <laughs> of people that depending on what article they read will think violence does cause kids to have more aggressive tendencies and other ones will say no video games are harmless and does not project into the real life well aaron with that i think that you might have came up with the perfect uh podcast for a topic for next week so <laughs> news articles is, yeah <laughs> is the news ethical well maybe not 
maybe not uh specifically like um uh, maybe not specifically yeah, articles um about video games being violent but mm-hmm. is news reporting is that a you know is that a thing that is how do i want to put it is the news reporting accurately on all these topics well, or has it become more of like an entertainment industry i mean you know of course the news is reporting everything accurately <laughs> because the news is the only thing we have to keep our government in check i see that you've been listening to fox news as well except <laughs> i'm a little bit bitter about this tucker carlson thing oh yep i can't <laughs> yep he's he's finally gone yeah it'll he'll just be replaced by somebody else I mean, wasn't Bob O'Reilly on before and then he was replaced? Bill O'Reilly, but yeah. yeah. Bill O'Reilly, right. And before that, you had, what is his name? He was addicted to opioids and he was on AM radio. Rush Limbaugh. Oh, yeah. Before him, you had Rush Limbaugh. There's always going to be someone that will spout whatever they want based off how much they're getting paid and what the news company wants to report on so that sounds fine i mean yep (laughs) yep we got next week's topic yeah so stay tuned guys um thank you for listening uh we've enjoyed having you yeah and if you enjoyed this episode you can listen to our other episodes wherever found this episode also if you like supporting the channel you can tell your friends and you can check out our patreon And stay tuned next week for part three of this rousing (laughs) podcast uh, where we focus on the news and maybe we have a cool story to tell. Maybe not. I don't know. But it'll turn out. Yeah, it'll turn out great.